0: Now
1: join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life.
2: Welcome to the Advisors' Roundtable. Certified financial planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you on this portion of the show brought to you by Cooley and Labus Financial Advisors, where your personal financial plan is the key. So, Bubba, you know, last month and maybe the month before, we talked about this thing potentially happening in Congress, the SECURE Act, and was it ever going to become law? It actually became law. And they did it. They actually did it. Now, to the average person on the street, what does that mean? Um, there are two or three things we're going to go over today mm-hmm. that I think everybody needs to know. Um, but the SECURE Act but it, is that setting every community up for a better retirement enhancement, blah, blah, sure. blah, blah. And all that stands yeah. for SECURE. Um,
3: I, you know what? I, I'd like to be the person in charge in the government uh, responsible for acronyms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Could you have some fun? I could have a lot of fun with that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Setting every re- community up for a better retirement mm-hmm. security, yeah. whatever. Uh, w- well, uh, they did it, and it's now called the SECURE Act, mm-hmm. and it's part of law. Two or three things that are different now. Um, first of all, if you're a small employer, it's a little easier to set up a retirement plan. Mm-hmm. So we help employers set up retirement plans, right? I, I, I think uh, over the
3: last, what six months or so, I think mm-hmm. we've done about eight. Yeah,
2: yeah, they add up. In fact, yeah. we hired one new employee right. to, to be able to handle that. We to did. become our specialist, mm-hmm. uh, and Doctor Obey, you know, will be doing that for mm-hmm. us, and and we're glad to have that yeah. and add to offer that as a service to sure. small employers. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the reasons it was so important for us to do it beforehand. Because it was so arduous, right? It was so complicated, mm-hmm. it was so time-consuming that you know a lot of employers said, "The heck with that," right? But now they're going to make it a little easier. Mm-hmm. Um, there were these, uh, there are these rules called safe harbor rules. Right. Quickly tell me what a safe harbor rule is when it comes to a four hundred and
3: one k. Well, I've got to take a step back before I talk about safe harbor rules. And talk about 401ks generally, mm-hmm. right? So 401ks are designed as benefit programs for employees. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of the times, an owner is also considered an employee in, in many of these cases. Sure, but the uh, the Department of Labor doesn't want the owner to benefit proportionately more than what an employee would. Mm-hmm. So these rules are put in place basically to protect. Uh, employees to make sure that they're not getting hosed out of money. Yeah, and no discrimination. Sort. No yeah. discrimination. All that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. So safe harbor rules came into place uh, as general rules that would allow for a certain amount of matching, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. that gets you around some of those discrimination testing uh, requirements that you've got to manage as an employee, as an owner of a business,
2: Right. and all that testing and all of that mm-hmm. record keeping was expensive. Right. Right.
3: So that, you know for instance let's say that you had a a big business and would we'll, we we'll just say you know it, it's a manufacturing firm mm-hmm. and you may have some owners of that manufacturing firm and high level executives that are making you know six h- figures hundreds of thousand do- mm-hmm. a, a dollars a year mm-hmm. and then you've got other employees who may be making 30 to 40 thousand dollars a year
2: right
3: well these these uh, requirements and rules and safe harbor rules are put into place so that those highly c- compensated individuals mm-hmm. cannot uh, cannot benefit to a gr- greater degree or greater deport, uh, proportion than the
2: employees would. Yeah, because, I mean, if you really look at it They're trying to level the playing field. Yeah, if you and Phil owned a manufacturing facility mm-hmm. and you guys made $200,000 a year right. each mm-hmm. and you budgeted your money in this right. part of the country, you could live on hundred. Mm-hmm. It Conceivably, you could put a hundred thousand dollars in a retirement account, and that'd be fifty percent of your pay. That's right. Well, here I am working mm-hmm. for you, and I'm making forty grand. Right. I barely can survive mm-hmm. on forty grand. I That's can't right. put fifty percent away. Sure. And so, yeah, you're right. The mm-hmm. Department of Labor and IRS and Congress all mm-hmm. got together and said, "Yeah, we can't." So these are called anti-discrimination rules. That's right. Well, now, the the SECURE Act basically makes it a whole lot easier Mm -hmm. for employers to to put these plans in place. um, They make the questionnaires easier. It's going to be a whole lot easier. If you're a small employer out there, Mm -hmm. and you're thinking, you know, I need a tax break. Mm -hmm. Maybe I need to be more competitive in the marketplace for employees and offer better benefits, Mm -hmm. and in the past, you have been intimidated yeah. by all
3: this. And maybe I ought to be saving a little bit of money for my own retirement. Yeah. I <laughs> think on top of all those other
2: things <laughs> on right? top of all yeah. that other stuff. Yeah. And you know, you mm-hmm. get down to the brass tacks of, so yeah, I probably mm-hmm. need to be saving money too. Um, and so don't be intimidated by it anymore. It, it could be a uh, simpler than what you think right. now. Mm-hmm. And I think this is one of the positive things that came out of this secure act yeah. mm-hmm. that it basically says to small employers, Hey, you know, We want to benefit employees and citizenry. Mm -hmm. uh, And we want you to be able to do that. And we want you to remain competitive so that you can have good employees. So, you know, make it a little less complicated. Right. Uh, So, that's one of the things that's come out of that that I really think uh, is going to benefit people and not just Mm -hmm. employers, but employees will be benefited because maybe. The, the employer that you have now that doesn't offer a retirement plan? Sure. Maybe Bubba and I can have a conversation with him. Right. They will. Right. Um, most of the time when we talk to employers and employers are uh, contemplating doing a retirement mm-hmm. plan and then they decide to yep. and you talk to the employees, the employees are pretty fired up about it. Uh, the employees are really
3: fired up about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the, the drawback to these retirement plans is they can be expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, and how do you pay for the costs associated with that retirement plan? Yep, is it borne by the employees? Mm-hmm. Does the employer pick up the cost? Mm-hmm. Um, who does all the administrative work, the five thousand five hundred filing, all that kind of mm-hmm.
2: stuff? Mm-hmm. Yep. And how much, you you know, is your bookkeeping, payroll, Mm -hmm. accounting uh, firm or department going to be involved? Right. Um, As I said, it is a fairly complicated Mm -hmm. thing. Sure. Hence the fact that, you know, we feel like we need to offer that service and help our our clients, Mm -hmm. not just our employer business owner clients, but the employees uh, and the the average citizen out there ought ought to know about that. So that's one of the things that came out of the SECURE Act. There's one other that I want to talk about really quickly before we go to break, and that is they changed the required minimum distribution age. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, so I'm going to tease you about that. When we come back, we're going to talk about what is a required minimum distribution okay, and how it changed and what are the planning opportunities mm-hmm. with that here on the Advisor's Roundtable on Super Talk 94.3.
4: Mr. Murphy, what do you have there?
0: Metal detector. You mentioned you were going to comb through my auto policy to unearth some hidden savings, and I figured you could use this. I just meant I'd give you our discount double check.
4: I'd dig through your policy and see if there are some discounts you could be taking advantage of. Well, there must be
5: a lot of metal in your desk.
4: It's a metal desk.
5: Always looking for the discounts you deserve. That's State Farm's discount double check. Get to a better state. State Farm. Call State Farm agent Pen Majors in Corinth at 287-3911 today. Smith Restaurant in downtown Corinth has fine dining done casually. Enjoy live music on the weekends and drink specials all week long. Smith is open Tuesday through Saturday for lunch, 11 a.m. till 5 p.m., and dinner starts at 5. And if you're looking for private dining, we also have rooms for rehearsal dinners, class reunions, and wedding receptions. So call Smith for all your dining needs at 594-1925. Catering and reservations also available. Smith Restaurant, 603 North Fillmore Street. Fine dining done casually.
4: Running out of storage space? Call Albright Storage at 808 Store. That's 808-STOR for clean, safe, affordable, climate-controlled self-storage units with video surveillance for personal and business use. Albright Storage units are accessible 24-7 with multiple locations throughout Corinth. And now, thanks to our loyal customers, we have a new location at 327 Tate Street that offers RV and boat storage. Stop in today or visit us at albrightstorage.com.
1: Carlton & Company is your full-service accounting firm licensed in Mississippi. We offer a broad range of services for businesses and individuals and are able to tailor those services to meet your exact needs. We're professional, experienced, and friendly. Please call us today at 662-286-8496 or stop by our office at 306 Foot Street and we'll be happy to discuss how we can assist you or your business. Carlton & Company, our strength, your numbers.
0: Are you tired of the extra weight and struggling to lose it? Whether it's from bad habits or simply family history, we know how difficult it is to shed those pesky pounds. We may have the solution for you. At Magnolia Center for Surgical Weight Loss, we provide a surgical experience that provides you with both the surgery and support required to achieve your active and healthy self. If you're interested in learning more about surgical weight loss at Magnolia Regional Health Center, visit www.mrhc.org surgicalweightloss today.
4: Pros at Bailey Williams Realty for all your area real estate needs. Specializing in residential sales, investment properties, commercial sales, and leasing. Our caring team is what makes Bailey Williams Realty the top real estate company in the Corinth Alcorn County area. We listen to your needs and then put ourselves in your shoes, treating you how we would want to be treated every step of the way. Call Bailey Williams Realty at 662-286-2255 or visit us at CorinthHomes.com. We want to make you feel at home.
2: Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planner's Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you on this portion of the show, brought to you by Albright Storage Company, clean, safe, climate-controlled storage, better to serve you with eight locations now in Corinth and Alcorn County. Thanks a lot to Trey and Martha and everybody associated with Albright Storage Company for being such fine sponsors of the Advisors Roundtable. So, Bubba, we're talking about the SECURE Act and some things that have changed. One of them, uh, one of the provisions that's uh, changed uh, with regard to this new law is the required minimum distribution Mm -hmm. all right so first of all just generally what is the definition of a required minimum distribution
3: (coughs) excuse me i'm gonna try to put this in in the easiest terms that i I can say Mm -hmm. um with an ira you've put off paying taxes on this money for a long long time yes and the irs wants their tax money before you crow. Before you die, they want their tax money. Okay. So uh, there was a rule put in place that says that <laughs> you can't defer this money indefinitely. Okay. When you reach a certain age, we want you to start withdrawing a portion of it. Not all of it, but a portion, and pay your, your rightful share of tax on it. And so you have to do that every
2: year. And you have to do it every year. And there's a require, mm-hmm. requirement to do it, right? and there's a minimum amount you got to do right. every mm-hmm. year. And they base it on the prior year's closing
3: balance. So December 31 of 2019 would have been the closing balance. Mm-hmm. And that it, there's a factor involved based on your uh, your age or your life expectancy that mm-hmm. the IRS has a table on. Mm-hmm. And then you do a calculation and bada bing, bada boom, you've got your minimum. Okay. Now you can take more than your minimum, mm-hmm. but the required minimum is, is just that. It's It's the minimum that the IRS requires you to take from an
2: IRA or an inherited IRA. All right. So just to speak practically and make the math easy, let's say that, you know, you have $100,000 in a retirement account. Right. You accumulated it because you worked at an employer that provided Mm -hmm. one of these safe harbor 401k things. Mm -hmm. Or every year you went to see your accountant and she told you, hey, you can put three or four or $5,000 in an IRA. I can take it off your taxes and you'll save so much in tax. However, right. you've got this amount of money in an account, mm-hmm. an IRA, or Individual Retirement Account, that's never had tax paid on Right, And before December 31, just a week or two ago, mm-hmm. um, that age was 70 and a half. Right. The year in which you turned 70 and a half, mm-hmm. you had to start taking this amount out. And let's say that, make the math easy, it was 4%. So you had a $100,000 account. You're supposed to take out 4%. That's $4,000. Right. That's the minimum. And as you said, you can take out more. Sure. And pay tax if you want to. Mm -hmm. But this year, the required minimum, in my example, was $4,000. dollars you got to take out, pay tax on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Usually, custodians, wherever you've got this $100,000 saved or invested, usually they'll help you out with that tax thing, right? They will, Yep. They'll say, you know, on this form, when you're filling it out, and you got to take out four thousand dollars, you can say, "Hey, withhold twenty percent." Right. And so they would withhold for you and send in. in exa- this example, twenty percent of four thousand mm-hmm. dollars is eight hundred bucks. Right. You would end up with thirty-two hundred. Correct. Okay. Next year, you got to do this again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this hundred thousand dollars, it's probably still invested. Uh, hopefully, it's still invested. Okay.
3: Hopefully, it's still earning money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, last year was pretty good in the stock market. Maybe if you were properly invested, let's say that you got a 10% return.
2: And you only have to take out 4% this right. year. Right.
3: So your account went from $100,000 right. to $110,000. Mm-hmm. And then you were required to take out four. So now you're at 106. So it's still right? growing
2: a little bit. Right.
3: And then assume that you get no growth during the year. Next well, time. now your new balance is 106 instead of. You know, in essence, ninety six. Right. Right.
2: Right. Right. And next year you'll have to do that calculation based on that grid and Mm -hmm. that chart and all that stuff that comes from the the IRS to determine how much you have to take out next year. Right. It's probably going to go up because you said it was based on my life expectancy. Mm -hmm. So I get older. My life expectancy goes down. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. Because I'm a year older. All right. So that's the way it was working. And at seventy and a half, you had to do it. Now it's changed to seventy two. Correct. Initially, that doesn't really sound like it's that big a deal. But if you're one of these people that you weren't going to take the money out unless the IRS made you, mm-hmm. you're pretty fortunate. You've got pension income and Social Security and other savings and investments, and your spouse does. You may not have needed to take out the four grand in the first place. Right. You're only doing it because it's an IRS rule. Mm-hmm. So, going to 72 gives you another year Year and a half, half. two years. Right. That you can wait. Mm -hmm. Which probably
3: means what? Well, hopefully, there's a little bit more growth in there. You've got a higher account balance. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you are a year and a half older. Mm -hmm. So, the initial distribution may be a little bit more Uh than it was at 70 and a half. Uh
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, we can put it off now. I, I just glad glad to know that it's seventy two as opposed to seventy two and three quarters. Yeah, you know, yeah, seventy and a half. Yeah. Who
2: came up with that in the first
3: place? I wish they had changed the uh, the other rule to like fifty nine or sixty. Yeah, right.
2: When you take a distribution without a penalty. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, give me some round numbers here, right. Congress. Uh, but whatever. They came up with a number for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. some actuary or some senator's grandma turned a certain age or Mm -hmm. something, right? And and incentivized them to come up with weird numbers. But now we got a better number. A seventy-two number is easier Mm -hmm. to to remember. Sure. All right. Now before I leave this required minimum distribution thing, I want to talk about a strategy that you and I have really begun to use and can continue to use. And it's called the Qualified Charitable Distribution. Mm-hmm. So I go back to my example here you're supposed to take but
3: uh, Before we get on that, I, I mm-hmm. want to uh, explain one quick little thing. Mm-hmm. So yesterday we had a gentleman in the office uh, who turned 70 in December. Okay. Okay. So this calendar year, 2020, mm-hmm. he would have turned 70 and a half. And really? under the old rules, he would have been required to do a distribution. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But now, because things have changed... Mm-hmm. He is not required to do a distribution until he turns age 72. Right. So it'll be a couple of years before he has to do that. That's right. All right. Yeah. However, if you uh, turned 70 and a half prior to this rule going into effect, mm-hmm. then you're still required. Yeah. So if you're 71. Right. You can't right put now, it off. You can't put
2: it off you've already for an triggered. extra
3: year. You've already triggered and you've got to continue doing those RMDs. That's
2: exactly right. So That's exactly right.
3: I, I figure if we get another year into this, we'll we'll be good and we don't have to worry about anybody. But there is, you know, a certain group of the population out there that <laughs> has these a, you know weird, weird birthdays. They're like, well, do I take it? Do I not take it? <laughs> what do I do? So if you're already required to take one, yeah, then you've got required. to continue taking it. Yep. However, if you're not required to take one as of January first, twenty twenty, yep, then you can wait until you're age seventy
2: two. Yeah. And that's the old principle of grandfathering. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And later on, after we take this next break in a few minutes, uh, when we come back in the other segment, we're going to talk about where grandfathering can actually, uh, We'll also uh, on another subject, is still part of this act Mm -hmm. uh, related to beneficiary distributions and all that sort of stuff. But now, as we're talking about these required minimums, You and I are employing a strategy with people using a thing called a a qualified charitable distribution. That's right. Let's talk about how that works. Whether you're 70 and a half and it was under the old rules or you're 72 and Mm -hmm. it's under the new rules, whenever Mm -hmm. you have triggered or are going to trigger required minimum distributions with your retirement accounts, you and I are suggesting to people they don't pay the tax. Right. Ooh. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, how do you get out
3: of paying tax? Oh, right?
2: yeah, Bubba, tell mm-hmm. me, how can I not pay the tax? Bubba, uh, right. Greg just gave me an example, taking out $4,000, having to pay 800 bucks in tax. Mm-hmm. How can I get out of paying tax, Bubba, and do it legally? Yep.
3: So, so I'll say this. I'll, I'll say we are blessed with the clients that we have, and most of the clients that we have are generous individuals. Yes. And they give money to, you know, Pinevale, they give it to the lighthouse, the Amen Food Pantry, they give it to churches, charities. Yeah. You name it. Yeah. And, you know, if you think about uh just the way people kind of do in general, mm-hmm. if they're savers, right, mm-hmm. then they're probably pretty diligent with their money.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And if they're diligent with their money, then they probably learned that somewhere and they're probably going to give money to charities mm-hmm. as well.
2: Yeah. So, cause, cause t- mama said to
3: mama said to, yeah. right? Right. So that being said, uh, with these individuals who do give money to charities, it makes a lot more sense to give money from your IRA as part of a qualified charitable distribution than from regular income that you've got coming in.
2: All right, so Phil over here, we're going to mm-hmm. assume yep. he's past age 72 yep. now. he's, and he's under- got
3: this $100,000 IRA. Yeah. And he's required to take $4,000 out of his IRA. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. He normally would give $4,000 to to various charities anyway on an annual
2: basis. Probably. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
3: So, because he would normally do that, he would typically do that out of uh, income that he receives, whether it be from pension, Social Security. Just writing it out of his regular checkbook. Writing it out of his regular checkbook, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because he's required to take a distribution of $4,000, that's going to add $4,000 of reg- <laughs> of ordinary income to his his bottom line.
2: And he'd have to pay that $800. bucks.
3: he would have to pay that $800, Right. right? And therefore would only have $3,200 out of this pile of money that would go to the charity.
2: Yeah, if he did it the old way.
3: If he did it the old way. Right. And then he would get a deduction, theoretically, for the $3,200. Yeah, maybe, right. Right. But because the new standard deduction for a couple is $24,000, mm-hmm. many people don't get to deduct it anyway. Uh,
2: whether it's 3200 or $4,000 or right. whatever. Right. They, they're
3: not giving $24,000. you would have to have tw- over $24,000 worth of itemized deductions in order to get mm-hmm. that deduction.
2: Right. Right. right.
3: Which, <laughs> you know, God bless you. I hope you are giving that much yeah. money. Yeah. yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. But a lot of people don't have that mm-hmm. many itemized deductions. That's right. Right.
3: So rather than having Phil take a distribution from his IRA that it's going to be taxable, he sends in $800 and nets himself $3,200. Mm-hmm. And then he writes checks for whatever charities that he wants, uh, totaling up to $4,000. Right. You do a distribution from your IRA called a qualified charitable distribution that goes directly from your IRA to those charities. Ah. And the tax is not paid. Now, uh-huh. you don't get to have a deduction, but right. if you fall under the standard deduction anyway, you what does it still save the 800 bucks. So you're actually benefiting the charity or, or benefiting yourself another $800 by doing so.
2: Yeah. And you can do that just basically saying, hey, here's $4,000 I was supposed to pay tax mm-hmm. on, but there's a provision here that allows me to go straight to a charity. And, Bubba, here are four different charities I want to give 1000 bucks to. Right. And just go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. That also saves him the weekly writing the check to the church thing, right? You know, he just goes ahead and gives them a lump sum up at the beginning and says, Hey, you know, I was going to give it to you anyway. I pledged it. Mm -hmm. Here it is, but I'm not going to give it to you weekly. Now I I, I do advise folks and I I tell them, I say, look, you know, you
3: probably been writing a check every week at church. All your adult life. And you've got somebody that sits around you or on the the pew with you. That expects to see you. That expects you to put a check in there, right? Right. So you can either put a piece of paper in there saying that, you know, the check's on the way, check's in the mail. Or you look at them and say, look, Greg and Bubba said this is the way I got to do it from now on. And I already gave it in a big chunk. Right. (laughs)
2: Yeah, <laughs> and, and yeah. quit
3: being nosy that way you don't get the evil eye at church. not that anybody
2: at right. church would do no that. never
3: <laughs> never
2: <laughs> we're up against a break here at the advisor's round table gonna go ahead and take this break on the portion of the show brought to you by albright storage company see you on the other side of the break on 94.3
4: Far, Mr. Murphy. What do you have there?
0: Metal detector. You mentioned you were going to comb through my auto policy to unearth some hidden savings, and I figured you could use this. I just
4: meant I'd give you our discount double check. I'd dig through your policy and see if there are some discounts you could be taking advantage
5: of. Well, there must be a lot of metal in your desk. It's
4: a metal desk.
5: Always looking for the discounts you deserve. That's State Farm's discount double check. Get to a better state. State Farm. Call State Farm agent Pen Majors in Corinth at 287-3911 today. Call the
4: pros at Bailey Williams Realty for all your area real estate needs. Specializing in residential sales, investment properties, commercial sales, and leasing. Our caring team is what makes Bailey Williams Realty the top real estate company in the Corinth Alcorn County area. We listen to your needs and then put ourselves in your shoes, treating you how we would want to be treated every step of the way. Call Bailey Williams Realty at 662-286-2255 or visit us at CorinthHomes.com. We want to make you feel at home.
0: Are you tired of the extra weight and struggling to lose it? Whether it's from bad habits or simply family history, we know how difficult it is to shed those pesky pounds. We may have the solution for you. At Magnolia Center for Surgical Weight Loss, we provide a surgical experience that provides you with both the surgery and support required to achieve your active and healthy self. If you're interested in learning more about surgical weight loss at Magnolia Regional Health Center, visit www.mrhc.org surgicalweightloss today. Smith
5: Restaurant in downtown Corinth has fine dining done casually. Enjoy live music on the weekends and drink specials all week long. Smith is open Tuesday through Saturday for lunch, 11 a.m. till 5 p.m., and dinner starts at 5. And if you're looking for private dining, we also have rooms for rehearsal dinners, class reunions, and wedding receptions. So call Smith for all your dining needs at 594-1925. Catering and reservations also available. Smith Restaurant, 603 North Fillmore Street. Fine dining done casually.
3: Don't let mistakes get in your way. Investing missteps can undermine your ability to save as much as you'll need for your retirement and other goals. Let us help you formulate an individual plan that will ensure you get to where you want financially. Call us for a financial consultation at Cooley and Labus Financial Advisors today at 662-287-1903 or visit our website at Carleton
1: Carlton & Company is your full-service accounting firm licensed in Mississippi. We offer a broad range of services for businesses and individuals and are able to tailor those services to meet your exact needs. We're professional, experienced, and friendly. Please call us today at 662-286-8496 or stop by our office at 306 Foot Street and we'll be happy to discuss how we can assist you or your business. Carlton & Company Our strength, your numbers.
2: Welcome back to the Advisors' Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus. yours truly, Greg Cooley with you on this portion of the show. Brought to you by Magnolia Regional Health Center. All their subsidiaries and clinics around town taking care of those of us in the surrounding area one patient at a time because Magnolia matters. So, Bubba, we've been talking about the SECURE Act that actually became law uh, last month and that we're going to be living with now. uh, Some of the the benefits of it. Mm -hmm. One of the things that changed is a thing called the stretch IRA. So in, in the previous uh, segment, we were talking about IRAs, mm-hmm. individual retirement accounts, whether you contributed money every year into one or you had your 401k and you mm-hmm. rolled over into one, whatever. Um, you're either going to pay tax on that money during your lifetime, as we talked mm-hmm. about with, with these required minimum distributions in the previous segment, or you're going to leave it to somebody. Right. Okay. If you left it to somebody before a couple weeks ago when the SECURE Act became law, they could stretch it over their life expectancy. That required minimum that you started based on your life expectancy. So let's have people put this in their head. Let's say you're 70... uh, years old. Let's talk about Phil again. Phil's okay. got this
3: $100,000 IRA, <laughs> Phil's right? got this $100,000 that we've given him, right? And then Phil croaks one day, and I'm Phil's son, and
2: I and I inherit his IRA. While he was alive, let's say mm-hmm. he was 75 years yep. old, and he was having to take out four or five grand a year right. because his life expectancy was mm-hmm. only 15, 20 years right. at 75. Uh, then But he passes away, and he leaves it to you, and you're 40. Right your life expectancy is probably 40 or 50 years hopefully yeah. yeah and so you're going to in the under the old rules mm-hmm. you could use a different number on the grid because right. your life expectancy was 50 and his life expectancy mm-hmm. was 20 you would be required to take out less right he was required out of a $100,000 account to take out four or five grand you're probably going to be required to take out 12 or 1500 mm-hmm. which means what did that mean?
3: Well, that's where the term stretch IRA came from. Mm-hmm. You're stretching out the number of payments to you and the payments to the IRS right. over a longer period of time, yeah. meaning that hopefully the money can stay in the account longer,
2: mm-hmm. grow
3: tax deferred for a longer period of time,
2: yeah. and
3: you know, in essence take out less money over a longer period of time, uh, therefore benefiting you.
2: Yeah, less money per year. Mm-hmm. But more years, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you could probably conceivably, and we've seen people do that in our practice where a younger person inherits one of these IRAs or inherited Mm -hmm. one before the new rules, and they could stretch it out over their life expectancy, and they can make that thing last 30, Mm -hmm. 40, 50 years. Meaning that every year on their birthday, Uncle Phil over there still sent you a $1,500 check. Mm -hmm. Pretty nice of him. Mm Mm-hmm. Now they've changed it. I used to do a
3: seminar on this yeah, uh, about stretch IRAs specifically yeah, and how to structure beneficiaries so that you can make that money last as long as you possibly can, yes, right? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. So now that's kind of gone away. Mm-hmm. You can't do stretch IRAs anymore. No. Now, I, I will say, just like we said with RMDs a minute ago, if anybody had passed away prior to December thirty first, mm-hmm. 2019, then mm-hmm. they're grandfathered. Yeah. Right. And the old rules will still apply.
2: So in, in our example a minute ago, if Phil, Phil had unfortunately mm-hmm. passed away before yep. December of 2019, just a couple of weeks ago, right. you would have still been able to stretch as his son mm-hmm. inheriting this thing over a longer life expectancy. Right. He passes away. And this year, though, mm-hmm. it's a different set of rules. It is. It says that basically you're going to have to take that thing out before 10 years is up. Correct. All right. Now, originally, when they were talking about this, they said, hey, you can't play right. with this. You're going to have to take it out within 10 years, and you're going to have to take it out in one lump sum. Right. But now it came back and said, no, 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 that's okay. You know, no, yeah. no. You just have to take it out sometime. Before the end of 10 years. Right. You can spread, stretch it out and take it out equally. Mm-hmm. You could take it all, out all in one year. In year three, maybe you lost your job and your income went down. Yep. That would be a, beneficiary, a beneficial time to take it out because mm-hmm. you're in a lower tax bracket probably. Right. Maybe you want to take it all out. Or maybe you want to wait until the very end mm-hmm. and let that thing possibly stay yep. there and grow as much mm-hmm. as possible. But then you're going to owe more tax. Right. Do you see some planning issues here for people i see planning issues with everything that we do <laughs> there are
3: there really are and and just when we got it figured out then yeah. some
2: law changes and then we've got to figure out new ways to do things right yeah. I, in fact yep. sometimes i think they change laws because they just look at our mm-hmm. industry and yep. say they're getting too lazy right they memorized mm-hmm. all the rules yeah. mm-hmm. Let's take them all and put and them know in all a- the, 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 the caveats and the ways around the rules. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And they, they mess up our shell mm-hmm. game sometimes. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So in this situation, I see a number of planning yep. issues. Mm-hmm. Number one, let's go back to Phil with his $100,000. Mm-hmm. Maybe now we sit down with him before he passes away after January 1st, 2020. And we say, hey, Phil, you got a $100,000 IRA here. You only got one beneficiary over here, old Bubba. Mm -hmm. Bubba is a doctor, and he makes a lot of money. Now, I know you love him, and he's your son, and you want to leave this money to him. But first of all, he doesn't really need it. Mm -hmm. And secondly, he's in a higher tax bracket than you are. Right. So from a family planning Mm -hmm. point of view, maybe we want to start taking this money out of here a little faster Mm -hmm. than the IRS says your minimum is. Mm-hmm. And let you pay the tax at a lower tax bracket. Right now, that is a legitimate conversation, right? Absolutely, it is. And if I were
3: if I were having that talk with Daddy Phil over there, I'd say, Daddy, you know, I'd much rather you pay the tax on it than me. <laughs> sure, you would, right? Yeah. You go ahead and pay it, then maybe put it in another account. Let me get it tax-free one day. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah.
2: You don't have to give it to me now. Yeah. I'm not being selfish, no. Dad. But, but you pay the tax. <laughs> but you pay yeah. the tax. Yeah. And from a family planning Especially if point Phil of view. is in a
3: 15% tax bracket and I'm in a 30 Oh, yeah. Right? Doesn't that make more sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know that the tax has to be paid. Why not pay it at a lower rate? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Now, all of that makes sense. Mm-hmm. All that's logical. How often do the daddy feels of the world really buy into it and want to pay the tax while they're breathing? Maybe 10% of the day. Not many of them. Yeah. Even if you can put it on paper mm-hmm. and show how it's going to benefit yeah. the family in the long yeah. run?
3: Well, and, and, and I would also say this, and I'm not you know, casting any, uh, any negative uh, thoughts out there towards CPAs, but mm-hmm. if you think about it, CPAs and individuals have been trained all of their life to not pay tax—that's
2: the number it's one their goal, number
3: one goal, and number one job. Yeah. Do not pay tax. Do not pay any extra tax than what you're supposed to. Right, right. right. And I, I, to a degree, would would agree with that. I would say you don't want to pay anything more than what you have to. Right. Mm-hmm. But when it gets to the planning aspect of it, right, right. right. And I can have Phil pay fifteen percent versus maybe I inherit it one day and pay thirty, or if tax rates go up, forty percent tax. Yeah. Then I'd much rather him do it.
2: Yeah. And so basically what you're saying to the mm-hmm. family, to Phil and son mm-hmm. Bubba here is, if you listen to this planning idea I have, I'm probably going to save the family somewhere between ten dollars and $40,000 mm-hmm. that will stay with your family right. as opposed to going to Uncle Sam. That's right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, w- we are all patriotic here. <laughs> Yeah. And I like Uncle Sam okay, mm-hmm. but I love my daughter more. Right. <laughs> I like my family more. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just is what it is. And I can see my family and have an effect on my family about how they spend that money, mm-hmm. that ten to $40,000 we keep. I got very little control of the dudes in Washington. Right. Huh? hmm So why would I send them more money than I have to? Well, sometimes it's just because it doesn't put the right taste in my mouth. Sure. As the daddy feel mm-hmm. in this, uh, example. And I, I don't want to pay tax, mm-hmm. you know, and we almost have them kicking and screaming like little children. Don't right. we? Right. 80 year old people. Well, I don't wanna pay tax, no. right. But, you know, let's just think about mm-hmm. this logically and do what's right for the family. Sure. In the long run. So I think that's one, um, it does not, This the SECURE Act, does not kill the stretch IRA that we've talked about for everybody. Right. So if you're a spouse, if you're a surviving mm-hmm. spouse, you still have the potential to be able to stretch it and put mm-hmm. it in your money, in your name, and all that sort of stuff. If yeah. you leave it to a minor child who has not become the age of majority yet. Right. That's one option for still being able to have some stretch pr- provisions there. So the
3: the age of majority is a, a unique age, right? For each state. For each state, there's some states when it's eighteen, mm-hmm. other states when it's twenty-one, mm-hmm. right? Right. So because this is uh, an IRS and federal mm-hmm. law, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is there an age of majority on the federal side? Mm-hmm. As opposed to, do you
2: does it, is it dictated by the state side? It's still dictated by the resident state of that okay. b- b- beneficiary. So there may be some planning thoughts there, right? Do I leave this account yeah. mm-hmm. to my granddaughter who lives in Mississippi, where the age of majority is twenty one, right. and I leave this other account to my grandchildren mm-hmm. who live in Florida, where the age of majority is eighteen, or whatever. right? I mean, there's some thinking that can mm-hmm. go on here, sure. From time to time, you earn your fee, Bubba. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I earn it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. we're up against another break at the Advisors Roundtable. Going to take a uh, break here. Uh, this portion of the show is brought to you by Magnolia Regional he- Health Center. And on the other side of this break on Super Talk 94.3, we're going to uh, continue to talk about the provisions of the New Secure Act right here on Super Talk. <laughs>
5: Smith Restaurant in downtown Corinth has fine dining done casually. Enjoy live music on the weekends and drink specials all week long. Smith is open Tuesday through Saturday for lunch, 11 a.m. till 5 p.m., and dinner starts at 5. And if you're looking for private dining, we also have rooms for rehearsal dinners, class reunions, and wedding receptions. So call Smith for all your dining needs at 594-1925. Catering and reservations also available. Smith Restaurant, 603 North Fillmore Street. Fine dining done casually.
4: Out of storage space? Call Albright Storage at 808 store. That's 808-STOR for clean, safe, affordable, climate-controlled self-storage units with video surveillance for personal and business use. Albright Storage units are accessible 24-7 with multiple locations throughout Corinth. And now, thanks to our loyal customers, we have a new location at 327 Tate Street that offers RV and boat storage. Stop in today or visit us at albrightstorage.com.
3: This is Certified Financial Planner Bubba Labus. Are you dreaming of a bright future? At Cooley & Labus Financial Advisors, we will help you formulate a solid financial plan to make your dreams a reality. We are Certified Financial Planners that will meet with you to develop a step-by-step, individualized strategy for your finances. Call us today for a financial consultation at Cooley & Labus Financial Advisors, 662-287-1903, or visit us at our website at www.cooleylabus.com.
0: Are you tired of the extra weight and struggling to lose it? Whether it's from bad habits or simply family history, we know how difficult it is to shed those pesky pounds. We may have the solution for you. At Magnolia Center for Surgical Weight Loss, we provide a surgical experience that provides you with both the surgery and support required to achieve your active and healthy self. If you're interested in learning more about surgical weight loss at Magnolia Regional Health Center, visit www.mrhc.org surgicalweightloss today.
1: Carlton & Company is your full-service accounting firm licensed in Mississippi. We offer a broad range of services for businesses and individuals and are able to tailor those services to meet your exact needs. We're professional, experienced, and friendly. Please call us today at 662-286-8496 or stop by our office at 306 Foot Street and we'll be happy to discuss how we can assist you or your business. Carlton & Company, our strength, your
0: numbers. (laughs)
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome to State Farm, Mr. Murphy. What do you have there?
0: Metal detector. You mentioned you were going to comb through my auto policy to unearth some hidden savings, and I figured
4: you could use this. I just meant I'd give you our discount double check. I'd dig through your policy and see if there are some discounts you could be taking advantage of. Well, there must be a lot of metal in your desk. It's a metal desk.
5: Always looking for the discounts you deserve. That's State Farm's discount double check. Get to a better state. State Farm. Call State Farm agent Pen Majors in Corinth at 287-3911
1: today.
2: Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners, Bubba Labusch, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you on this portion of the show, brought to you by Carlton & Company, accountants, bookkeepers, and payroll specialists, our strength, your numbers. Thanks a lot to CPA, Renee Carlton, and all those other staff members at Carlton & Company for being such fine sponsors of the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk. So, Bubba, we've been talking about the SECURE Act. Before I go away from IRAs there are a number of other things in the SECURE Act that we could spend some time on, but I do think we need to talk about this, and that is uh, related to planning opportunities mm-hmm. uh, with this new act. Do you see where the Roth IRA conversion might be an option in here for some people and be something that some people need to be thinking about and well, first of all, what is a, a Roth, a, a conversion of a, an IRA to a Roth?
3: What, what is that? So a couple of years ago, the IRS did away with an income limit uh, for Roth conversions. So if you were a high-income earner, you weren't allowed to do a Roth conversion mm-hmm. uh, at one point in time. And now you were are available to do those, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, in essence, what that means is that you take an IRA that you own uh, and or 401k that you would have owned at some point, Mm -hmm. and you convert that to a a Roth IRA,
2: All right, meaning that
3: you go ahead and pay the tax on it, convert it to a Roth, and then it uh, becomes a Roth IRA, and all the characteristics associated with a Roth IRA, meaning that either you or individuals who receive it after you would be tax-free.
2: Okay.
3: So, uh, this is, I I think, is probably one of the ways that that we can begin some of this advanced family planning that we were talking about in the last segment Mm -hmm. of how to uh, create accounts and or delineate accounts that individuals will receive going forward.
2: Okay. All right. So... In our example, mm-hmm. where Papa Phil over there is yep. going to leave you a hundred thousand dollar IRA, yep. but mm-hmm. we talked to him yep. and we said, Phil, you're in a lower tax bracket than your doctor's son. Yep. From a family planning point of view, it's better for you to pay the tax. Right. So if he does that, he's got a hundred thousand, mm-hmm. and he says, I'm going to pay the net tax over the next five years. Right. So I'm going to take out twenty thousand every year, hundred thousand mm-hmm. divided by five. Yep. I'm going to pay the tax. The question is, where does that money go? Right. Okay, where's the net go? He mm-hmm. takes out twenty thousand. Let's say he pays four thousand dollars in tax, twenty yep. percent. He's got sixteen grand. Mm-hmm. You're saying that it's probably a good thing to consider putting the sixteen grand in a Roth. That's right. Okay, because uh, the benefit would be one of these days when you inherit that, mm-hmm. you're going to inherit it tax free. That's correct. Okay. <laughs> what if he- and along the way, so
3: that 16000 goes into that Roth IRA, mm-hmm. and it's going to be tax-free earnings along the way as well. Uh-huh. So if he just put it into a regular investment account, there may be capital gains, et cetera, et cetera, that, uh-huh. that could be owed on an annual basis. That he would still owe. That he would still owe and pay. But if he converts it to a Roth IRA, uh-huh. then those become tax-free earnings. And he
2: won't owe. Mm-hmm. And when you inherit it, you won't owe. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Roth IRAs, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially for converting when a owner of an IRA is in a lower tax bracket right. than beneficiaries. You see that pretty often? Yeah. I do too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you really think about it practically, the people who are listening out there, you know, a lot of times, Mom and dad are 70, 80, 90 years old, Mm -hmm. and maybe they did well for themselves, and maybe they saved, Mm -hmm. and maybe they've invested, and maybe they have IRAs and retirement accounts and pensions and Social Security Mm -hmm. and all that stuff, but they may still be in a lower tax bracket than their children, Right. you know? So the first question would be, if I'm sitting down with a client, is, okay, here you are with an IRA. Are you in a lower tax bracket mm-hmm. than the beneficiaries you anticipate leading, leaving this money to? Right. If you are, I'd really like for you to think about mm-hmm. a Roth. Yep. I'd really like for you to think about converting this money mm-hmm. over there so you do a good, first of all, do a good thing for yourself mm-hmm. while you're still alive. Because if you take this 20 grand out, pay the tax on it, and just stick the 16,000 in another investment account, your point is very valid. Mm-hmm we're probably going to invest that money yeah and it's probably going to have capital gains and ordinary income taxes mm-hmm. and long-term cap all that stuff right associated mm-hmm. with it while you're still breathing yep. you haven't completely gotten it out of your taxable mm-hmm. accounts if you just take the 20 pay the four put the 16 in another investment that's right But you've gotten it out of your tax considerations if you put it into a Roth conversion. Right. So we anticipate we'll see more of that?
3: I think we're going to see a number of more uh, Roth conversions. Now, along with that, though, let's say that in this case, you know, Daddy Phil over here went ahead and converted this account. Mm-hmm. It's grown over time, and it's now back to $100,000, mm-hmm. you know, over the next five or six years or, or whatever. And then he passes away, and I inherited it. Mm-hmm. Well, I am going to be required to take that out over a 10-year period. You are. I can't leave it there forever. Right. Right.
2: Right. But, we would but at probably, least I'm getting it tax-free. You're getting it tax-free. Like Thank you, Daddy Phil. Yeah, absolutely. Come on in there, mm-hmm. big boy. Yeah, yeah. Can we make this a co-beneficiary mm-hmm. thing here? Um, and there will be some planning concerns and considerations there when you inherit it. Right. When's the best time to take this money?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Even though it is tax-free, we might want to leave it alone so it'll grow. Sure. Because what we find with the second and third generation is when they take the money out, do they save it? No. (laughs) No. I didn't even have to think about that one. No. It just popped out of your mouth, man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, they don't. Mm -hmm. You know, once they take distributions from that account, that's when they go to Greece. Mm Mm-hmm that you know, that's when they go to the South of France. That's when they go and see the mm-hmm. grand Canyon for their first time. Yeah. And, and that's well and good. And that's all that sort of stuff. They but, buy that new truck, four wheel drive ooh, with a boat. Yep. Throw in a four wheeler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. And a fishing trip yeah. to go along with it. Um, and, and you, we do save money. You gotta have matching shotguns. Ooh, that's a must. Right. I have thought about that. Mm-hmm. Some kind of Italian or French yep. thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we save money for our benefit And for the benefit of those That we're saving the money for um, But if we are really Trying to squeeze The best mm-hmm. and most Benefit out of it We're probably going to want to do a Roth conversion mm-hmm. And then save that money as long as we can Into the 8th, ninth, and 10th yeah. year After Granddaddy Phil mm-hmm. pa- Passes away Right. Uh, probably some things to, to think about there um, So We've talked about the Secure Act and only gotten to one or two of the provisions of it, and probably in later shows in yeah. coming days we'll look at some of the other uh, provisions of the of the Secure Act. Do you think so it's act- a big deal though, because we're talking about trillions and
3: trillions of dollars that's expected to pass between you know one generation to the next over the next ten years. Is it ever? Yeah, it's a lot of money
2: and a lot of tax money. So if you're Congress. If you're the IRS, if you're the Department of Labor. Sitting there licking your chops, right? You really are. And, you know, there are some things you did in here that can help some people put off paying Mm -hmm. some tax, but it's going to have the Treasury in charge of the money faster. Right they're going to get it at least over 10 years as opposed to in our earlier example where it could have been 50 years before they got all that money from mm-hmm. you if you inherited it before december 31 2019 right so a lot of stuff to think about there if you don't know anything about the secure act We love a website called Investopedia, I-N-V-E-S-T-O-P-E-D-I-A. Go there and just put in the SECURE Act and learn a little more. That way, when you come in and talk to us, you have some really educated questions to ask. See you next time on the Advisor's Roundtable on Talk.